Hi, this is Jessica McCoy with Calvary Christian Center. Thank you so much for listening. We pray that this message encourages and inspires you to be everything God has created you to be. We hope you enjoyed this message. Hallelujah. Well, I am glad to be able to share the word of the Lord with you this morning. So if I can ask everyone in this place, if you would stand all over this house, we're going to jump right into the word right now. And we have been in this series called Calvary to the Core. Our pastor has led us into this for three weeks now. We've been teaching on our mission statement. Don't we love our pastor today? Hallelujah. Love him and honor him. But we have been in this series called Calvary to the Core. Calvary exists to experience the Spirit, embrace the lost, and live the life. This is our mission statement. But today, I want to talk to you about our core values. This will end this Calvary to the Core series, but we want you to know the core values that has actually driven Calvary all these years. And you know what? Just because I can, I want to give somebody a gift that it's your birthday today. Is there anybody in here and today is your birthday? Is it for real your birthday? Is it your birthday, really? All right, come up here. I've got two. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. It's just a simple little something. But this is your new year, and I declare it's your new year to live love, honor, and positivity. That's our core values. Amen. Happy birthday. Sometimes you just feel like giving something to somebody. Amen. Special. It's their day. So today we're talking about our core values, love, honor, and positivity. And because of our core values, Calvary has become the church that we are today. You know, your deep core beliefs and values shape the behavior in which you live and the way that you experience life. Do you realize that? We intentionally choose what we are going to value, and in doing that, we decide the kind of man or the woman that we are going to be. We decide the principles that we will hold close, that will shape our behavior, our attitude, our words, how we treat our family, and how we treat others. And the truth is, life is a series of decisions and choices. And those choices and decisions daily determine your quality of life physically, spiritually, and emotionally. They determine the strength of your relationships. They determine the success of every part of your life, decisions and choices every day. But a core value is only a true core value if it has an active influence and we live by it, at least most of the time. Come on. We're not perfect yet, so at least most of the time, we are setting those core values in our hearts. So at Calvary, we have lived for the last 22 years, this August, right now actually, I think it was August around the 20th that we came 22 years ago. Amen. God is good. 
So for the last 22 years, Calvary has lived by these core values, love, honor, and positivity. So I want to take our text this morning from the book of 1 Kings. You can turn with me in your Bible or read it on the screen. 1 Kings chapter 17, verse 7 through 16. There's a life of a widow woman who lived these three core values that we're going to look at today. And the Bible says, And it happened after a while that the brook dried up because there had been no rain in the land. Then the word of the Lord came to him, saying, Arise, go to Zarephath, which belongs to Sidon, and dwell there. See, I have commanded a widow there to provide for you. So he arose and went to Zarephath, and when he came to the gate of the city, indeed a widow was there gathering sticks. And he called to her and said, Please bring me a little water in a cup that I may drink. And as she was going to get it, he called to her and said, Please bring me a morsel of bread in your hand. So she said, As the Lord your God lives, I do not have bread, only a handful of flour in a little bin and a little oil in a jar. And see, I am gathering a couple of sticks that I may go in and prepare it for myself and my son, that we may eat it and die. And Elijah said to her, Do not fear. Go and do as you have said but make me a small cake from it first and bring it to me. And afterward, make some for yourself and your son. For thus says the Lord God of Israel, the bin of flour shall not be used up, nor shall the jar of oil run dry until the day the Lord sends rain on the earth. So she went away and did according to the word of Elijah. And she and he and her household ate for many days. The bin of flour was not used up, nor did the jar of oil run dry, according to the word of the Lord, which he spoke by Elijah. How many of you know God will come in just the nick of time? <laughs> We've said it before. He's, he's never too early and he's never too late, but he's always right on time. Another name for him is Jehovah Nicka time. <laughs> Who needs Jehovah Nicka time to move this morning in your life? Amen. I'm ministering a message today called Unlocking the Unlimited. Will you slip your hands up this morning and let's pray. Father, we tell you today that we love you, that we bless you, that we give you praise, honor, and glory for every time you've come through. We all stand here this morning as testimonies that you never leave us alone, you never forsake us, you never leave us, but you are always there in every season. And today we say thank you. Now, Lord, we're asking for a fresh anointing. Anoint us to receive and hear the word. Anoint me to preach the word. And we'll give your name all the glory and praise in Jesus' name. And somebody shout amen if you love him. Yes. Why don't you turn to someone and hug their neck and say, you're unlocking the unlimited today. Amen. I love this story, and we refer to it. So my husband and I teach Growth Track the first Sunday of every month, and we actually teach our mission statement and our core values to all of those who are new to Calvary, and they go through Growth Track to really understand who Calvary is and what we're about. And we always refer to this story to have them go home and read the story because it's so relevant. This woman 
does every single part of our core values in her life, and it unlocked the unlimited. So I want to show you three ways that this widow began unlocking the unlimited in her life. You see, tucked right in the middle of the book of 1 Kings, we see this woman. She's connected to a moment in the life of the famous prophet Elijah, and we are made keenly aware of her as a widow woman. Simply stated, that was it. She's unnamed, destitute, alone, and making her way for her and her son. We don't know how long she's been a widow, but that she must have been left without an insurance policy or a really fine savings account because she is there and she is gathering sticks and she's actually there alone gathering sticks. So she evidently has no servants or no one who serves her or any that even help her. A famine has ravaged the land and it has ravaged the supply that she had been living on. And now she has reconciled to the fact that she has nothing left. Have you ever been there? I've heard it said before many times, when you're down to nothing, God is up to something. Woo! Why don't you say that this morning? Say, when you're down to nothing, God is up to something. That's a word for somebody here today. And in this moment, God speaks to Elijah to go all the way outside of Israel's border to a city of Sidon called Zarephath. Do you think God knows where you are today? There he says he has a widow woman to sustain him. And I want you to recognize the plight of this woman, but also where she is at at this time. She's in a place called Zarephath. When you define the meaning of Zarephath, it means this, to refine, to test. It actually means to test and prove true. So here's a woman who God knows, and he trusts her heart so much that he is sending his prophet to her to be sustained, yet her location is in Zarephath. Whew. She's not living in a moment of blessing and abundance. Listen to that. Where she is living is Zarephath, the place of refining and testing. When you are in a place of refining and testing, honey, it's not an easy place. Has anybody ever been in a place of testing? You know what I'm talking about. It's not an easy place. It's usually the hardest place you've ever been in your life. It's a hard time. It's a broken time. It's a desperate time. And here this woman is in Zarephath. She is looking at her circumstances and they are promising her absolutely nothing. Her life has dwindled down to just dreaming for two sticks. That's all she was needing. That's all she was looking for. That's, that's the only hope she could muster up. I just got to get a couple of sticks. That was all that seemed even possible. That was all she had left within her to pursue. All she had had been stripped away. Have you ever been in a place where it seemed like everything you had has been lost? <laughs> Have you ever felt like you had no one or that there was no one that could even pull you out of where you were? Watch this. When she had no one, 
God sent her someone. But not just anyone. When she had no one, God just didn't send her anyone. He sent her someone who could come into her life and change her perspective. He sent her someone that could speak a word of the Lord of encouragement to her, a word of hope to her, a word of a turnaround season to her. I heard Pastor Josh just preaching it up last week on living the life and needing to be surrounded by people that will encourage you. This is another reason why you need to be in a small group because you need someone that will come alongside of you, not just anyone, not just anyone can speak into your life, not just anyone is going to encourage you, but you need to be surrounded by people in a small group that you can come together with, someone that will believe like you believe, have faith for your situation, speak hope and life and the word of truth to you. Amen. So go sign up for a small group right after this service. But my dear family, let me just tell you, God knows right where you are and right in the midst of your Zarephath, God will speak. Woo. Just when you think you're down to nothing, just at the last moment, he will speak. And when God speaks, it's a destiny change. Oh. Woo. Elijah steps in and he said, would you please bring me a little water in a cup? In that moment, she didn't realize it. It didn't look like it. It looked like an ordinary man who needed a drink of water. But in that moment, she was standing at the open door of change. Woo! She was standing at an open door for her miracle. And her response began to unlock the unlimited because watch this, her love outweighed her lack. She didn't allow her circumstances to keep her from loving. You see, I believe this woman loved the Lord. This right here shows us, as God has sent Elijah to her, that she was a woman who loved the Lord and loved others. Because listen, he came in and asked her at the hardest place that she was at, in her Zarephath, for a drink of water. But she didn't turn to him and say, she didn't ask him what he would do for her if she brought him a cup of water. Come on. She didn't even say, are you kidding? Don't you see where I'm at? I need somebody to bring me some water. Rude. You know, she, she didn't do that. But the Bible says that she readily and she willingly went at his word. Her love outweighed her lack. You see, love looks beyond its own needs and it meets the needs of others. And this is Calvary to the core. Calvary's number one core value has always been love. 
I probably hear that more than anything else when people come for the first time and they greet us in Guest Central and they say, I felt so much love when I walked through the doors of this church. I felt so much love when I drove into the parking lot. I felt so much love when I came into the service. That is the number one core value that we hold nearest and dearest and we're most passionate about in this ministry. It's love. You see, from the very beginning, 22 years ago, with only a tarp and a football, we began reaching out into neighborhoods, neighborhoods that were in need of help, because we wanted to meet those needs that we, that we saw in our neighborhood. Before our shine trailers that you see now, we didn't have much, but we used what we had, and we didn't let our... our lack outweigh our love, but our love outweighed our lack. We used what we had. And then I remember when we moved into this building and the economy had crashed and people were hurting. They were losing their jobs. It was 2010 when we moved into this building and all of a sudden people are crashing. They're losing their houses. They're losing their income. They've lost jobs. And we had had plenty before, but in that moment we found ourselves in a Zarephath. But in that season, our love outweighed our lack. I remember when my husband came and met with the staff and him and Pastor Troy took a pay cut and then we began trimming every extra expense that we could because we refused to quit loving this community. Yet when they, they took that pay cut and they began cutting every extra thing, you didn't hear Pastor get up here and talk negativity or complain about it, but we kept saying we're going to love this community and we're going to love them greater than we ever have before. Because you see, the need was greater at that time in this community than it had ever been, and we refused to let our lack outweigh the love that we had for this community and to meet the felt need. You see, in that season, we added more missionaries. We found more ways to get food. We found more ways to get supplies. We got more help for people in this desperate economy. And Calvary became known at that time, back in 2010, as Calvary, the church that cares. Who was here at that time? You remember that? We became known as Calvary, the church that cares. And through the church, we began to meet the needs of people. We began doing Calvary Cares events. Some of you were here back then when we would set up all over this community and love this community. We would do everything that we could for this, this economy was causing people to feel the depression of lack, but we were feeling the desperation of people greater than our own lack. And we remember that God, God said, if you will love the ones that nobody wants, I'll give you the ones that everybody wants. And Calvary continued to reach out and love the last, the least, and the lost. Love will find a way. Our, our, our lack did not hold us back, but our love saw the great need of others. And because of it, God began to multiply everything. Watch this. Today on a weekly basis through Calvary, 1,300 plus people are reached each week with food and clothes and prayer. Woo! Think about that. 
That's the love of Calvary. 200 plus people are prayed for each week. Not, that's not in this house. That's out in the community. Dozens of people give their lives to Jesus every week in this house and outside of these four walls. 75 families are reached each week with groceries. Woo. It's incredible what happens through love out of this church. Case management team helps five to 10 families a week in need and in transition. We, we work with 10 plus partner organizations each week. We're in two after school programs. We're in the local men's prisons and the women's jail weekly. Come on. We minister in five local strip clubs monthly. Calvary is out in this community showing the love of Jesus. We reach the homeless, we reach single moms, families in transition, foster children, vets, shut-ins, elderly, disabled, underprivileged children, men and women incarcerated, women in strip clubs, men and women in addiction recovery homes. Woo! Not to mention the thousands that come through the doors of this house on a weekend to hear about the love of Jesus Christ. You ought to give God praise for what he's done. That this is the church you're a part of. Calvary is a house that loves. And beyond this, think about it. We sent $75,000 to the Panama City area when the, when the storm hit. We just fed thousands of teachers getting ready for school to start. It never ends. The love of Jesus is constantly going forth out of this house. Why? Because it's our number one core value. It's what we live for. And Paul said in 1 Corinthians that we can flow in the gifts of an apostle, a prophet, healings, the gift of to understand all mysteries and knowledge of God and have faith that can even remove a mountain. But he says, if we don't have love, we are nothing. Love matters. It matters to Jesus. Jesus was asked, teacher, which is the most important commandment of the law of Moses? And Jesus replied, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. If anyone asks you what your church is like, I pray you say love. If anyone asks you what your church is about, I pray you say love. If anyone asks you what your church does, I pray you say we give away love. Come on, somebody. For love isn't love until it's given away. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him would not perish but have everlasting life. He said, give and it shall be given unto you. The more you give love out, the more you're going to receive it. The more we give love out, the more God is going to bless it. Come on, somebody. God began to multiply that. And the widow of Zarephath opened the door for her new season by her love. And watch this. Her honor unlocked the windows of heaven. Honor is our second core value here at Calvary. And I want you to realize that honor unlocks the windows of heaven over your life. Not just in this house but in your life. As she was going to get his water, Elijah said, bring me a bite of bread too. All I have is a handful of meal 
and a little oil. I'm here right now getting two sticks to start my last fire to make my last meal, and then we're going to die. And Elijah says, fear not. Go make your cake like you said, but make me a small cake from it first and bring it to me. And after that, make some for yourself and your son. For the Lord says, the bin of flour shall not be used up, nor shall the jar of oil run dry until the day the Lord sends rain on the earth. So she went and did what he said. That sounds like a real good tithing offering sermon to me right there. I know you're down to nothing, but if you'll bring me the first of what you have, I will bless the rest. That's what he was saying. Woo! Have you ever been down to nothing? Had it, has it ever taken faith to give to the Lord? But as you stepped out in faith and you gave to the Lord, somehow, some way, you paid that bill. Come on, God is true. I've, I've heard people say many times when you, when you talk about tithing and giving, and you know, a lot of people aren't, aren't into it. They, they just say, you know what? God understands. God understands my situation. Have you ever heard that? God, God understands my situation. He understands that I don't make that much. He understands that my rent is due. He understands I got to pay for my car. God understands why I don't tithe. No, let me tell you something. God understands that you don't understand. That he has said, if you will bring the tithe, all the tithe into the storehouse and prove me in this, See if I will not open up the windows of heaven over your life and you will not even have room enough to receive it. Somebody give God praise of God, tither. Yes. And we know his word works. So she did what he said. She, she didn't just honor the man of God in that moment. She honored God in the man. And we honor people because God loves them. You don't honor people because they're honorable or they even deserve it. Some, sometimes there's people that you encounter and they don't necessarily deserve your honor, but we don't honor people because they deserve it. You honor because you're an honorable person. You've heard our pastor say that many times. It's because it's the culture of this house. We don't just honor people because they're honorable, but we honor them because that's our core value. We have chosen to make that a priority in our lives, that we are honorable to people. At the core, Calvary honors. We honor those above us, but we honor those beside us, and we honor those beneath us. In this church, we still believe that kindness, respect, and valuing others is still right. Can I get a witness? Society may not say that, but at Calvary, we still believe that. Kindness, respect, and valuing others is still the right way to live. I don't care who they are. God is no respecter of persons, and neither are we. The Bible says that he shows no partiality, and at Calvary, neither do we. I kind of share this story sometimes as we're doing growth track. But you know, many things impress on you as when you're growing up and as a child. And I can remember as a young teenage girl at 12 years old, my father had moved and taken a church in Jessup, Georgia. I bet you don't know where that is. He took a church in Jessup, Georgia, and it was a small town. It was a very clicky town. And I remember as a young girl feeling like an outsider. 
I remember feeling like I'm not accepted here. Everybody else is, you know, they, they've been here, they've lived here their whole life. They're all related in this town. Come on. And I am an outsider and I just never felt like I fit in. And that's one reason why this core value is very important to me. I desire for no one to ever feel that way. Because I believe that God shows no partiality to anyone, no matter their background, their social standing, their financial bank account. I mean, I don't care what it is. That we honor people, no matter who they are, because God loves them. And in this house, everyone feels accepted and honored. Amen. We don't have to put people on blast, even if they deserve it. Come on. Hey, if I got everything coming that I had coming, I wouldn't even be able to stand here today. I don't know about you. Woo. You ought to take just a second and remember where God has brought you from and give him a thunderous praise. Come on. Woo. Before God did one thing for this woman, she honored his request. Sometimes all God is waiting on to unlock his unlimited blessings over your situation is for you to step out at his word and honor him with pure obedience. You see, honor is the currency of the kingdom. When we honor God, when we bring him our first, what does he say? Seek first the kingdom of God and my righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. She honored God because her faith trumped the facts and began to unlock favor. Woo! Her faith trumped the facts and unlocked favor. What do you do when the facts point you to discouragement what do you do when the facts point you to defeat and maybe even death? You keep on putting him first. You keep on honoring God. You keep on obeying his word. You keep trusting him and go on what he says. Hallelujah. Somebody needs to give God praise right now in faith. Come on, you're looking at your situation and your circumstance. And right now, somebody's faith needs to begin to trump your situation and your facts and begin to give God praise. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody, praise him. I don't care what it looks like, give him praise. Tell him, God, I trust you. God, I know you're making a way out of no way. I know what your word says, and I'm going on your word. My child will be saved. They will serve the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Woo! My, 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 my. When your faith trumps your facts. Woo! When all you have is a little bit of oil and a handful of meal and you honor anyway. Come on. When you don't know how it's going to work, you don't know how it's going to turn out, but you step out on his word anyway. When it doesn't make any sense in the natural, but you know what God said, and so you obey anyway, you honor him anyway. Honey, you better get ready for favor. Woo! Somebody shout favor. Favor. Favor me, God. I'm honoring you. I'm obeying your word. I'm trusting you. I'm walking by faith. Hallelujah. Woo! Favor ain't fair. It's for those who walk in faith. Hallelujah. Woo! You see, in our we've seen this in this house. In our early days, we were struggling greatly financially. 
Those of you who remember in the old building, we were barely able to keep the doors of the church open. They were putting notes on the door. We're going to shut you down. We were making it week by week by the skin of our teeth. And Tommy Barnett came in to one of our first camp meetings that we ever had. And he had came and he released the multiplication anointing. Pastor shared that story. But he released the multiplication anointing. My husband and I held our hands out and he poured mustard seeds all in our hands and released it. He didn't know it. We were in a Zarephath. Come on. We were in a Zarephath season at that time. But the Bible uses mustard seed to demonstrate faith to us, doesn't he? And the Lord spoke to our pastor in that moment to give Tommy Barnett and the Dream Center everything that we had in our church's account. That was a scary thing because we just had barely enough to cover the payment that was coming due on the church that month. We just had set aside enough and it was coming due. But pastor chose to honor God and honor the man of God and he sowed it all. But can I tell you that honor unlocks the blessings of God over your life. Within one year that building was paid off. We weren't needing, a, we weren't needing a, a payment for a monthly payment anymore. In one year, that building was paid off. Come on. Zarephath means to test and prove true. Has anybody proved God to be true? Have you ever tested him and seen him prove himself true? Oh, come on. Woo. I know you're out of flour and you're out of oil, but this is your divine appointment. Glory to God. I've waited for this moment to show you who I am. Glory to God. Woo! Think about it. He was letting her know, man is not your provider. Your husband was not even your provider. I have stepped in here to let you know that I am Jehovah Jireh, the God who provides for all of your needs. Somebody give God a praise that he's Jehovah Jireh, the God who provides. When you have nothing, when it looks like nothing, sounds like nothing, come on, child of God. Praise him that Jehovah Jireh will come through for you because he's God. Hallelujah. Woo. You may have had people exit your life. You have may have found yourself in a Zarephath, but I've come today to tell you to keep on loving, keep on honoring, keep on obeying, because David said, I have never, I have never seen the righteous forsaken, nor their seed begging for bread. Woo! And verse 15 said, so she went away and did according to the word of Elijah, and she and her household ate for many days. Whew. We value love. We value honor. And number three, we value positivity. That's our third core value. This woman chose not to live in the negativity of her now but in the positivity of her promise. Woo. The Bible said, so she went away and did. 
She didn't went away and sit down and cry. Come on. She went away and did. And because she did, she and her household ate. Her love was tested. Her honor was tested. Now her faith is tested. Would she believe the word of the Lord and move on his word? Or would she stay dwelling on the negativity that had surrounded her? Would she choose the promise or the past? Would she dare surrender it all to the word of the Lord? Did she trust him enough to let go of the little she had left to sustain her and her son and step out on what he said? Whew. A faith that hasn't been tested can't be trusted. So I have a feeling that this wasn't our little dear widow woman's first rodeo. Come on. She had a faith that had been tested, and she knew it could be trusted. She walked in the positivity of that promise. She walked in positivity. Not a new age realm of positivity like the world talks about. You know, believe it, think it, and you'll be it. Come on. But the power in choosing to believe the report of the Lord because it is what he has spoken and it is his promise for your life as a child of God. See, Isaiah says this, so shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please, and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. Oh, I want somebody to get a hold of how powerful the word of God is. There is something more certain than your circumstances, and it is the word of the Lord. Can I get a witness, Pastor Josh? with our little Jocelyn that is now in his hands. There is something more certain than your circumstances, and it is the word of the Lord. Jesus defeated Satan in the wilderness, not by dwelling on his trouble, but by simply walking in the word of the Lord. It is written. Come on, somebody. Positivity is our third core value because God's word is a powerful thing. At Calvary, we believe the word in every season in every circumstance we choose to live in that positivity though the world can surround you with negativity when the doctor's report is not what you wanted to hear or when you get laid off of your job or your husband or wife says I want a divorce or your your child goes crazy just listening to the news can even discourage you but I dare some folks in Calvary to rise up and say it is written I'm not going to dwell on the negativity of this now but I'm going to walk in the positivity of my promise it is written Satan if I train up my child in the way they should go they will not depart from it oh hallelujah it is written devil they that seek the Lord shall act no good thing it is written devil I shall live and not die and declare the works of the Lord are there any radical folk that will believe and stand in the positivity of the promise of God's word yes Woo. but one thing I know is that unless you have a deliberate plan to encourage yourself, Satan will use everything to keep you discouraged. Won't he do it? Yes, he will. He'll use everything 
to keep you discouraged and powerless for God to work through. He will keep your focus on the negative and off of the positive promises of God. If he can keep your focus off of Christ, he knows he can keep you in fear. You remember Peter at the word of the Lord walked on water in the midst of a storm. But as soon as he took his eyes off of Jesus and started looking at the winds raging all around him, he began to sink. Honey, he couldn't have walked on that water if the waters were calm. All that changed in that situation was his focus. Instead of focusing on the promise of Jesus, his command to come forth, Peter focused on the circumstances and he began to sink. You see, there are a lot of people, and they will stand on the promises of God. They will stand on it and believe for a period of time, but there's a limit for how long they will believe God. But you see, at Calvary, I believe there's some radical believers with a core value of positivity that says we're not giving up that easy. We're gonna see what we're praying for. We're gonna see the breakthrough in Jesus' name. If God has promised it, we're gonna have it. Honey, you ask me how long, Pastor Don, do I stand on the promise of God? How long do I keep believing? Honey, you stand on the word of God and you don't quit. You stand on the word of God until you're encouraged. You stand on the word of God until it works. Woo! Come on, you, you've lived in negativity long enough. I break negativity off of your mind, off of your mindset. I know it's in here because negativity is normal. Positivity is abnormal. Negativity is normal. But I'm here to tell you, it's time for a new normal in this house. It's time for a new normal in your life. It's time for a new life, new normal in your family, in your house. But to live a new normal, you must let go of the old dysfunction. Come on. You've been real loyal to that dysfunctional inner life you got going on. You've been real loyal to you can't do that. You're not enough. You're not smart enough. You'll never own a house. Come on, you've been real loyal to that, to that dysfunctional negative inner life. But I'm here to tell you, it's time to unlock the unlimited. I dare you. I mean, I just dare you to start believing what God says about you. I, I just dare you to start believing that God says that you are enough. I dare you to start believing what he says and not what society says. I dare you to start believing what he says and not what your mama said or what your daddy said. Come on. I dare you to start believing what God said. Hallelujah. Some of you say, well, Pastor Don, that's good for you, but you know, I, I'm, I'm too old. It's too late for me to change. I, I've lived with this kind of mindset for so long. Hey, listen, Paul, Paul did not say, when I was a child, I put away childish things and then I became a man. But he said, when I became a man, I put away childish things. Now's the time to put it away. Now, now's the time to put negativity away. Now's the time to put doubt away. Now's the time to put worry away. Now's the time to put tearing yourself down away. Because you will never unlock the unlimited with a limited mindset. Woo! I'm getting ready to close. And what does that mean? Hallelujah. Pastor, open the door for that. But this widow walked in the positivity of the promise. 
And out of it came new bread. Think about it. Out of it became, came new oil. She was down to nothing. Whew. But everything God was looking for, and that was love, honor, and faith, to walk in his word and the positivity of his promise. Think about that. She was down to nothing but everything he was looking for. We, we, just, we just sang it. God turned my life around. All I did was praise. All I did was worship. That's what he's looking for today. You see, and, and in Zarephath, that's where really often where God can birth his new season in you. It's where he can usually release that new anointing because you're in a place of down to nothing. And you're open to him to move. It's that place where he can then release that new power, that new freedom. She didn't know it. But the testing of her love, the testing of her honor, the testing of her positivity was the birthing of her new beginning. And I declare that over some of you today. I declare that over those whose birthdays is today. Today marks a brand new year of love, honor, positivity. Come on, I'm positive about that in this place. I'm positive that today marks a new beginning. We're, we are positive in this house about our church. We don't tear each other apart. We don't tear our pastors apart. We don't walk around spewing negativity, but we speak life and victory over this house. We love, we honor, and we are positive. Woo! We are positive. I'm positive today that God is up to something big in your life. I'm positive that the Lord loves you. I'm positive that the Lord loves this house. I'm positive that you're not here by accident. I'm positive that the Lord is moving in your life, even if it looks like nothing is happening and you're down to nothing. I am positive that God is up to something in your life. Whew. I am positive about that, and I am positive about you. I am positive that you're not here by accident, but the Lord has ordered your steps to this house, to be a part of this house, and he's placed things in your life that he wants to use you in this house. In this house. I am positive today that God is who he says he is, that his word will do what it says it will do. I am positive about that. I am positive that God heals and he saves. I am positive that he's gonna bring your child back to him. I am positive that he's going to save that lost loved one. I am positive about that. And another thing I'm positive about, I am positive that the devil is defeated and the best is yet to come for Calvary Christian Center in Palm Coast, in New Smyrna, in Orlando, and right here in Ormond Beach. Hallelujah. Give God praise for your church. So if someone asks you if you're sure, don't say I'm sure. Say I'm positive. I'm positive. These core values have and are still unlocking the unlimited in this house. And they will unlock the unlimited in your house. Hallelujah. Somebody give God praise for his word this morning. 
If you would like to be part of what God is doing here at Calvary, you can give online at calvaryofl.com or you can use our app. We hope this message encouraged you to experience the Spirit, embrace the lost, and live the life. Thank you so much for listening. We will see you soon.